And it should say recording in the top. Yeah, it yeah. is right there. Okay. What's up, Bravehearts community? This is Sean Heineman with another segment of It's Scary to Mary, wanting you to love fearlessly. Today, I have a special guest with us. This young man today, I've been listening to his podcast for years. I think maybe 2017, 2018, something like that. Been listening for a while. Uh, I, I love when he does the, the album reviews, like the, the 30 years later. And oh my God, just brings back so many memories. And then after he does the review, I go and listen to the albums. <laughs> so I'm just like, listening to all this music because he just did all these album reviews. Uh, I've been listening so long. I feel like I know him personally. He is a graduate of South Carolina state. He's a husband, father, podcaster, sports junkie, and hip hop head on Twitter. He also uses the term hashtag lemon booty when the team sucks, which I find hilarious. And now I'm jocking it and I'm using it on Twitter. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Ray Parts community. Let's show some love to 12 Kyle. How you doing, sir? Man, Sean, thanks for having me on, man. This is this is fun. I, I've been waiting on this one for a minute, man, and been listening to you for a long time. And you know, it's funny, man, when I started thinking about it, I, I'm not even sure when I started listening to your podcast uh, because you were on and then you left and you came back. And I, I want to say I heard you before you left and then you came back and it was like you never left. You know what I'm saying? And, and I liked one of the things that I really liked about your podcast, I think I told you this before, but I'll, I'll tell everybody on air. I liked particularly how you were able to put so much information into a podcast and condense it into like a 10, nine, 10 minute segment. Like I couldn't do that. I, I'm a talker, you know, I'm from the South and, and you know, my family, we just a bunch of talkers. So, you know, me sitting now trying, I would have to seriously sit down and say, okay, Kyle, you got six minutes. Start. Stop, you know, like, cause I just, I can't do it, but you get so it, it, no matter what the topic is and you know, especially when you're talking about relationships and family or just personal stuff, it's hard to condense a whole bunch of information into a short time capsule. So I think that one takes a lot of skill first and foremost. And then I don't know if you have a clock or a timer or something saying, okay, Sean, wrap it up to be able to do that and put it in a short span of time. And it's, is is something that a lot of people, myself included, can't do so. That's a talent, man. But I'm I'm glad to be on, man. Glad to be on. I, I appreciate it. And I was happy when I got the invitation. So it, yeah, man, for sure. Uh shout out to Doug at the uh, Struggle Play Podcast. Cause he said, uh, y'all old men need to get together and make it work. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> no doubt. Shout out to Doug, man. The young buck. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. For sure. Today we're going to discuss love and hip hop. When I sent you this in the inbox and you were like cracking up, like, because I told you, I said, we're going to discuss love and hip hop, but right. not like love and hip hop. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. When you said love and hip hop, I was like, I hope you ain't talking about the reality show love and hip hop because I don't know nothing about that show other than the fact that it comes on. Yeah. Right. I was oh, like, no man, doubt. we'll be two gossiping men right (laughs) for sure for sure man when did you first fall in love with hip-hop what was the first song that you heard that you was like i'm with this right um that's a great question man and i think you you referred to me earlier i think all of us hip-hop heads i know you're a hip-hop head as well i think all of us kind of remember those first moments uh, particularly if you're of our generation, because, you know, and for those of you listening, Sean and I are 
seasoned, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. You know, we got a little gray, you know, Sean got a little you know, gray in his face, you know, uh, yeah, and I'm slightly older than Sean. So uh, I will be celebrating my 50th birthday at the end of this calendar year. So um, really? Yes. Turning 50, bro. Turning 50. I know oh, I don't look. Man. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll man. be 45 next month. Wow. So, wow. See, and well, you know what it is, man, too? You can tell we've lived pretty good lives because our age don't look at, you know, now I'm sure you know, and I know some people who are younger than us and they look way older than us. So, you know, time hasn't, yeah, they, you know, whatever it was, time hasn't been friendly to them. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're, but we're still from the same generation. So, mm-hmm. We're of that pre-internet generation, and we were probably the last generation to be outside and be around without the internet. So how music came to us was different. So I said all that to this to say this. I I, I think there were two points for me when I fell in love with hip hop. Um, the first point was around 84, 85. It coincided with uh Run DMC. Um, Run DMC, man. <sighs> I mean, I, obviously, I think they're the greatest hip hop group of all time. But I think hearing sucker MCs for the first time and then seeing their videos, um, it just it it changed. Like they those dudes literally were superheroes. Like yeah. you wanted to look like them, you wanted to walk like them, you wanted to talk like them, you wanted to dress like them. You the girls wanted to get with them. You know, what I mean, like they were larger than life. And again, without the internet, I don't know in 84, I don't know to even right now, I know run is older than us, obviously. Yeah. And, and so is DMC and rest in peace to jam master J, but I don't know how old they were. They just had this look and they were just so, they were the definition of cool. So when I heard sucker MCs, everything changed because if you think about how hip hop was at that particular time, you know, everything was hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like, you know, it was more like, it was a fun rap, if you will. You know, Curtis Blow, um, he definitely paved the way for Run DMC. But, you know, when you think about Sugar Hill Gang and shout out to Grandmaster Kaz, uh, you know, Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five, all those who preceded Run DMC, they were great in their own right. But what happened was Run DMC just kind of uh, the, the level was here and Run DMC took it here. And um, so everything changed. And and like I said, once I heard Sucker MCs, I was just like, I, I literally hip-hop or rap because we were we were that old <laughs> they called it yeah, rap right. back then rap for me point became like a drug like it was something that we had to have i grew up in a little small town uh florence south carolina so it wasn't like i grew up in brooklyn or you know someplace where i had an overabundance of you know music coming to me and how we got music was totally different anyway um so that was the first time i fell in love with hip-hop and the second time i fell in love was 1987 um when eric b and rakim dropped paid in full sean once i heard that album i was out of here man i I was (laughs) (laughs) it was i mean like it literally was a drug and i think what i want to kind of convey particularly for those of who were younger you know like doug uh who weren't around or those who may who may or may not have been outside in 87 rap wasn't readily available you know what I'm saying? You couldn't even turn on your TV and hear rap. You couldn't turn on the radio and hear rap. You know, so how we got the music was different. So once we got our hands on it, it was like, oh, snap, I got I got, I got rap over here. You know, let me hold yeah. it over here. Yeah, no, you can't have it. And then you would share with those who loved it the way that you loved it. Yeah. But 
for the most part, it was something that, you know, the rap heads, we kept to ourselves and we wanted and loved. And, um, but now, nah, man, once I heard paid in full, Rakim, um, was, I, he, he was, and I still think, I mean, there's a reason why we call him the God MC because he literally is. And, um, but once I heard that, it was, I was done. I, I be, I literally was trying to get my hands on as much music as I could for free because yeah, I had right. no money. <laughs> I was, I was, I was a teenager in, in 87. You know, um, but yeah, man, that that's that's when I those two times hearing Run DMC, Sucker MCs in particular, um, and then hearing uh Paid in Full. Well, I think what the the first song was um my melody. My Once man. I heard mel- my melody, I was I was I was done. It, it was <laughs> I was in love and I, I've been in love ever since. Yeah. Did you, did you go about the blank tapes and, and try to dub your, your oh, little no question? <laughs> <laughs> no question, because here's the thing, like I said, you know the way music came to us was different. So like I had a neighbor who lived one house down the street from me and he had a cousin that lived in New York city and his cousin would come back and forth from Florence to New York. And when he would come, he'd bring tapes. And so that's how we got on to run DMC. And then I I think I eventually saw a video, but you know, it wasn't like you could call up to the local radio station and say, Hey, you know, can I hear uh, sucker MCs? You know, they, they were playing Shirley Murdoch and, you know, uh, Al Jarreau and everybody else. They weren't trying to play no, the Barkays. They weren't trying to play no rap. You know, right. and if you did get rap, you might get rap on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. you know, between like 12 and, two, you know, the hours that a kid like, you know, kids like us probably were asleep. So, you know, but when we got it, we got it and we we held on to it and we cherished. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I got <laughs> a bunch of blank tapes and anything and everything I could get a dub of, I got a dub of, for real. Man, Dubbin was my my joint. Man. Oh my God, I was the recording king. It got to the point, Kyle, where um, when I was in high school, I was making tapes and wow. I was making mixtapes. Okay, and my friends, like I would have my, I would have the New Source magazine, and I would have my mixtapes. So everybody in high school basically knew me as that. Like, hey, man, can you record this for me? Can you record that for me? You know, so I would make these. I should have been charging the money. That's what I <laughs> that, that was going to be my next question. Were you getting some money out of it? No, I was doing it for, uh, I guess, in today's terms with social media, I was doing it for the so- social status. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was doing it for the likes, if you will. Of course, of course. Yeah, so that that was my status in, in high school was being the hip hop guy because I knew all the information because I would read my source magazine and then I would make you a mixtape and I give you a whole breakdown. So yeah. Wow. You know, you you really probably, I mean, if you think about it, you were podcasting then before you were really podcasting. Yeah. Right. Doing the production, putting everything together, just like you're doing now. (laughs) Just on a smaller scale. Oh my God. Yeah. If only I knew back then what I know. now. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Do do you and your wife have a song together that reminds you of when y'all first got together in a relationship? Um, if so, what's the story behind it? Because for my wife and I, we um, mm-hmm. we were dating online. You know, we were talking, and ours was location by uh, Khaled or Khalid. You know, send mm-hmm. me your location. So mm-hmm. that was our little joint. That was our little secret song because you know we were just long distance, and every time it was just hot back in 2017. Right. So what about uh you and your wife? Do y'all have a song? Um we we've got a, a couple um I think 
the first one that jumps out is, <laughs> and I'm gonna take you back. The first <laughs> one that jumps out is uh, "One in a Million You" by Larry Graham. Uh, now, of course, that's an older song that came out in the, in the '80s. But yeah. what happened was, what had happened was, um, we, we, my wife and I met in college. We met at South Carolina State University, right? Yeah. So you remember back in the day when we had answer machines, right? <laughs> so one day, I think I called her, mm. and she didn't answer. And I had one in a million you playing in the background. And I just I just started singing on a voicemail, man. And so like that just like became my thing. <laughs> you know, you I got it playing in the background. I'm singing over Larry Graham. And um that was that that was that became like our little song. So we, we you know I would sing it to all the time. Um what else? Uh oh, the Mary J. Blige album, My Life. Mm. That album coincided with the time that we started dating seriously mm-hmm. in college. And um there's a song on there. It's called uh, I Never Want to Live Without You. That's like our official song. Love that song. Um, that song, it, it goes, man. It, it just, it even to this day, I get like goosebumps listening to it. Yeah. Um, but the entire album, because it's, it's, it's interesting because she's a couple of years younger than me. So when she, when she met me, I finally had my car on campus. So we used, to, <laughs> we used to ride around a lot. We used to, man, we used to really just get in the car and just ride and just talk. That was our mm. thing, just getting a car and riding. I, we ain't really had a lot of places to go because South Carolina State is located in Orangeburg, South Carolina. And honestly, there's not a lot of stuff to do in Orangeburg. But <laughs> we would get in a car, and Orangeburg is like in between the state capital of Columbia and Charleston. So, you know, sometimes we get in a car, we ride to Columbia. Sometimes we ride to Charleston. And we just, you know, just get in a car and just talk. And it was always, it was always music involved. There was always music playing in the background. You know how, like, um, sometimes... Uh, when you're dating a woman sometimes and you have to, I don't want to say have to, but a guy may change up the music that he listens to when, mm-hmm. it, when he's in the car as opposed to when his girl's in the car. Well, I never had that because, you know, my wife, she, she always took to the music that I was listening to. So she was kind of like, if you're into it, I want to see what, what it's about. And then she was also a hip hop head. So when we got in the car, a lot of times it was Nas, it was big. Like I didn't have to turn that stuff off. She knew the words and everything. It was Nas, it was Biggie um snoops album. oh man because my wife is from she's from compton right so so like when snoop came out doggy style got a lot of play in the car chronic um of course like i said illmatic uh, ready to die and we just we so a lot of those songs and stuff that we heard in the a lot of those hip-hop songs in the 90s um it also reminds me of just us because not in one specific moment, but it might, reminds me of us because it just reminds me of some of those car rides. Some of us just sitting around, just sometimes we were just sitting around and just kicking it. But um, like I said, as far as the R and B side, one in a million, you, uh, the My Life album, Never Want to Live Without You is our song. Um, but as far as hip hop is concerned, uh, Biggie, Nas, and Snoop, <laughs> yeah. yeah, always brings back memories. That's what's up, man. So was that the the car that you had? What was it? A Nissan Sentra on Dan Nissan Sentra. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? You remember? <laughs> See, that, that that's how you can tell Sean has been listening. Yeah, man. It's a light blue Nissan. It was Carolina blue Nissan Sentra, man. And it's funny because uh, I remember um, one of the last things that my mom said when she gave gave me the keys to the car. She said, "Don't let nobody drive this." And lo and behold. Uh, uh, you know, a couple of years later, I'm, I, my, my girl, I give her my keys and she's driving in the car with some of her friends. And she, I think they were going to the store or something like she turned this curve too quick. 
and she hit the the uh the curb and she broke broke the axle on the curb i mean on, on the wheel and mm. so now i'm like damn it's gonna cost three hundred dollars to get it fixed i can't call home and say one can i have three hundred dollars and then two hey i got it there was an accident and it was my you know my girlfriend was driving so man i got i hit somebody up got some money and got it done man and um you know, I just find it funny that, you know, after all these years and I, and I we I, I still joke about this with my kids. I'm like, yeah, don't let don't let nobody drive your car. I said, because your mom wrecked my car. She still owed me the three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, know that's that right. Oh Central. It was that old Nissan Central. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Yeah, I was listening to that episode. I think he was going out of town or something. Mm-hmm. You were doing something. But I was like cracking up because you kept saying Sitting on damn marinos, and I was no just... damn marinos, man. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any songs you know that drop gems like about what a healthy healthy relationship is? Do you have any songs? Um, I think when I think back to like again back to when we were coming up, mm-hmm. um, I'm a huge Stevie Wonder fan. Uh, so when I hear a song like "Ribbon in the Sky," um, it just reminds me of just what i mean if you listen to the words he's not begging he's not pleading but he's he's speaking on his admiration for his woman mm-hmm. um and that can go across any board from woman to man from man to man how, however you you know get down mm-hmm. um and i think songs like that and you know sean because you you a big music head mm-hmm. music has changed i mean obviously when you hear a song like that it speaks to romance it speaks to courting of a woman you know about courting courting uh <laughs> old school term old school <laughs> you really telling our age you, courting? Courting. <laughs> you know getting a woman to not trying to just get her in the bed but getting her to the point where she knows you and you know her getting to know each other i mean like i've heard so many of your podcasts and so many gems that you dropped you know over the years talking about how people just rush into stuff and they don't know each other. And then next thing you know, yeah, you got a baby. You got a baby with somebody that you really don't know and you really don't love, you know? And you wonder how we got here. There was no courting process. There was no get to know you process. It was a couple of texts, a couple of DMs, you know, we we got together and and now we got this kid. Um, So the music of today kind of reflects that to some degree. And that's not to dump on all music, but a lot of it doesn't deal with the aspect of getting to know someone, getting to um, know yourself and then mm-hmm. loving someone. Um, so, yeah, when I think when I hear songs like Stevie Wonder's Ribbon in the Sky, um, what else? Um, if This World Were Mine by Luther Vandross. I mean, c- come on. That, those two right there. I mean, you you can't go wrong with Luther or Man. Stevie, but it just I think those songs in particular just tell you about you know it it it's a blueprint for man mm-hmm. if you want to say mac and a woman it's a blueprint for macking you know what i mean like right. it, it's you it, it's it's teaching you how to it ain't no yo let me get your number yo mm-hmm. come come holler at me come what, whatever people are saying it's it's not that it's it's about romance and i think relationships will get better and i've heard you mention this before relationships will get better when we communicate better. And part of communication is the initial communication. If you don't have that initial communication, then ultimately things are going to kind of start off on the wrong foot to begin with. So um, as far as hip hop songs, 
Uh, that's a little tricky because, <laughs> right. you know, there's not really going to be too many, you know, songs that tell you about relationships. But um, one of the songs that I think that kind of jumped out when I looked at that question was um, uh, You're All That I Need to Get By um, mm. with Mary J. Blige and Method Man. Um, you know, it wasn't overtly sexual or anything like that. You know, he was just saying, you know, uh, Shorty, I'm there for you anytime you need me. For real, girl, it's me and your world. Believe me. Mm. I mean, nobody starts off a rap like that, you know, and it's the subject matter. And Method Man is when he says, even when the skies were gray, you would rub me on my back and say, baby, it'll be okay. I mean. And that's and real, too. Brother. That's real. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done. So, no, no, but you're right. But that's, that's, I mean, that's about as close to, you know, developing a healthy relationship in hip hop as you're going to get. But, um, but yeah, man, I think those, those type of songs help. But the, the first two that I mentioned, definitely from R&B are just, two that came to the top of my head when I read your question, but um, that also speaks to the era, that particular era, 80s going into the early 90s, where it was really just about love and connecting, and it wasn't necessarily about, let me just, you know, I want to sex you up on it, and, and it's not wrong with those songs, don't get me wrong, right. we all jammed to Jodeci, right? <laughs> we all we all jammed to all of those songs and those those groups, but, you know, you're not going to get a song in 2022 about how to romance a woman. You're just not. No, that's real. Because as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, Stevie Wonder. To me, one of the greatest lines I heard him drop. And I just caught this maybe, you know, when I, in my early 30s, right? Mm-hmm. And that song's been around for a while on, with that girl. Uh, I do like MJG version of that girl, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> But shout out to MJG. Yeah, right. One of the slept on artists. But anyway, um, he says in that song, she doesn't use her love to make him weak. She used her love to keep him strong. strong. I was like, man, that's a bar. It is. Man. Because sometimes people use love against that person because they know they got them. Mm-hmm. But to use it to keep that person strong, who does that? Yeah. And, and that speaks to what we all want, you know, because you're going to need that if you're in a a long-term relationship and if it becomes, you're going to need that. It's going to, it has to be more than that because, you know, you and I both know, Sean, it's, it's more to it than that in just marriage. It's, you have to pour into each other. Uh, You have to, you know, carry each other from time Mm -hmm. to time. And sometimes you may have to carry more of the, the marriage than, than you would like, but that's what it is. You may have to yeah. carry it financially. You may have to carry it emotionally. You may have to carry it spiritually. You know, I mean, so I mean, don't get me started, but but you feel man, I'm going. Go, go ahead, because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying this, man. Cause I've been I've been waiting for this episode. So we good. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 a lot. And and I mean that that's you're right, Stevie, that's a bar. And it I think it speaks volumes about where relationships should be, you know. She uses love to keep him strong because we're going to need that. We all will need that at some point in time in any of our relationships, even not not just the romantic relationships, but, you know, the the family relationships and all of everything that, you know, is involved with that. So Mm -hmm. I I, I feel you on that. Mm, That's what's up. Uh, What is one song or album that got you through a tough time in life? And do you mind sharing that story? Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, You know, it's funny when I read that question, I was like, tough i ain't really had a lot of tough times you know thank god <laughs> you don't um, look like what you've been through you, you're good you're like hey <laughs> yeah i um 
the my my last going into my last year at South Carolina State University, uh, my last year of football, um, that was pretty tough because, and I, I guess the best way I can describe it is like it's really hard for someone who did not play college athletics to let you know what you put your body through just to get ready for the season, mm-hmm. you know, and that was just it was really really and we had at South Carolina State we had just won the Black College National Championship the year before. So I'm coming senior year and I'm I'm mentally preparing myself for like, okay, not only is this my last year, but we're the champs. So everybody's gunning for us. And it was just, it was really, really tough and mentally. And then you're also, I'm also preparing myself for graduation. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, damn, what am I going to do? And then I got this relationship in this, with this girl that I really, really love. And I'm about to leave schooling because she's a couple of years behind me. She's still here. So now wherever I go, we're going to have a long distance relationship. Will that work? You know, we've seen each other every day for the last two or three years now, you know, so I got all of this stuff and I don't want to say it's pressure, but it really was kind of a lot of pressure on me. So um, the album I would say that got me through that was uh, you're going to laugh at this was um, uh, Raekwon's album only built for Cuban links. Uh, We call it, we call it the purple tape. Man, listen, Sean, I played that out when the days that I didn't feel like working out, the days that my arms felt like they were going to fall off, the days my hamstrings were burning. And I mean, in Orangeburg, South Carolina, I just want to give you all a picture. Orangeburg is in like the middle of the state, but Orangeburg weather-wise is probably about three miles from the equator. (laughs) It's always hot in Orangeburg. In the summertime, it's 100 degrees damn near every day. And it's humid. And I mean, like, you can just walk outside and you just see the heat coming off the ground. Mm. I mean, like, it's that high. You you live in Texas, you already know. But it's it's not the dry heat, it's that heat with humidity to the point where you like you're you know how like you're in a shower and you can't breathe, like mm-hmm. that kind of heat. And those days that I didn't feel like working out, those days that I didn't feel like going outside and running in the heat and catching passes and everything. Um, the purple tape, man, I put it on and it just it just inspired me. It it pushed me to graduation. And um, I, I didn't look back, but that album gave me it gave when it, when I say breathed life into me, yeah. it did, it did, mm-hmm. I, and I I love it to this day. That's what's up, man. Because I, I think a lot of times when we ask about great albums and stuff, I think a lot of times it's it it could be a great album, but it's more of a great album to you based on where you were in life. Mm-hmm. Facts. That you know is so saying? true. That, that so to true. me. That make a game changer because somebody can be like, well, I was listening to uh, my favorite rapper was whoever. But it just depends on that season, Mm -hmm. you know, so it just brings so many memories because I remember when I was going to school uh, that Kanye West um, dropout. Yeah, not college dropout. uh, Graduation. Graduation got me through some tough seasons because mm-hmm. I'll be driving to school and I'm like, Oh, I hate this class. And I was going to <laughs> night, night class and stuff. Oh, and wow. It was just like, and I had a family. So listening to that album, I was just mm-hmm. like, man, I would pull up to the parking lot and just be sitting in the car before class start. And I'm just like, okay, but I'm listening to Kanye, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, great album. And, and, and it is classic, but mm-hmm. that season, yep. hell. Yep. Yep. And see, in that instance, that album may mean more to you than the college dropout, which I think is his best album. That's just my opinion. Mm. But a lot of people, 
I found even because I did a podcast uh, late last year on uh, with King Germ on uh, on uh, Kanye's uh, discography, just his first three albums and oh, yeah. um, the th- his three P. And I got a lot of feedback. A lot of people said the same thing. Oh, man. Graduation was the joint. It was the joint. I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal album, but it didn't hit me the way College Dropout did. But like you said, think about it. If you're 14 or 15 years old and that's the introduction to hip hop. Yeah. And that's why those those kids that were 14 or 15 years old that might be, you know, 28, 29 years now, that's why they love Kanye. And they're not bothered by some of the dumb stuff he says and, mm-hmm. you know, him running with the former leader of the free world and all this other crazy stuff with his divorce and all this stuff like that. They remember that Kanye. They remember that album getting them through high school, getting them through college or getting them through a breakup. Yep. You know, and so I, I get it. I get it. it. It makes total sense. You you hit the nail right on the head, bro. Mm-hmm. So I, cause I, I tweeted the other day. I said, stop arguing with people about their opinion. Right. You if know, it's their, because, it's their, if it's their favorites, it's their favorites. Not mine. Yep. Yep. And people will argue. And I, I get it. You know, communication. I get it. Just healthy, you know, conversation. But I'm just like. Whatever you were going through, that's just mm-hmm. gonna be your album. You'll be like, that album was trash. <laughs> and you just be thinking, they they be thinking like, yeah, but I had this girl pregnant and I didn't know right. what I was gonna do. And I was listening to Lord knows, I don't know. But right, that just made sense to them during that no time. Doubt. No doubt. You you hit the nail on the head. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, how do with with you being a family man? Because I know you had a son that recently graduated college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then you have three kids, right? Yeah, we have four. Uh, Dion is 22. He just graduated from college. He's in grad school now. Uh, Cameron is 19. He's in college. He's a college sophomore. Uh, Brandon is a high school freshman. And our daughter, Skylar, she's the only girl. She's in the fifth grade. Mm. So how do you balance uh, kids, especially the kind of like they in different seasons of life, right? They aren't like steps where, mm. you know, one is 15, 14, 13. <laughs> Right. You know, how do you balance that with, of course, you need the quality time with the wife because you got to put that time in. Of course. And then got time to do 12 cow podcasts. And then for it to be as gr- as good as it is, mm-hmm. no shade to any, you know, other podcasters. There's some great ones, but uh, there's some other ones I, I just I'm like, eh. but your content is always good. It's always good. So how do you do that? Like trying to find that balancing act. Man, let me tell you something. This, when I saw this question, I lit up because I've never been asked this question before. And I, I actually want to get your answer to this question too, because I don't think, I knew you had kids, but I don't think I knew you their ages until I saw a picture you posted like day before yesterday or something. I was like, oh, Sean's got, he's got younger kids. So like, I thought maybe you had an older child, but I wasn't sure that you had kids this young. But um, anyway, to answer your question, it, it is a balance. Um, what I try to do is I try to make sure because the ideas, you know, from from having a podcast and being able to create content, mm-hmm. those ideas come at all times. Mm-hmm. So I get I start writing and I started writing these things down and putting in my, my notes app in my phone. And I have right now, like at least 10, 15 podcasts ideas already complete not notwithstanding the albums that i'm going to review for you know this turning 20 or 30 years this year um and so you get that so i get those ideas and like okay i want to do a podcast with this and then you, then you start thinking okay well do i want to do it by myself or do i want to get somebody else on and i might bring somebody on 
Um, so then it's when I when I'm having a guest on, what I try to do is I'm flexible with their time. So if I got you on and you say, Well, hey Kyle, I could do um Saturday at five. I check the fam we have a family calendar. I'll check the family calendar, make sure that you know nobody has anything, nobody has basketball practice or whatever the case, piano practice, Skylar has tennis practice, whatever. Check that. Once I check that, then I'll check with my wife and say, hey, you got something going on? Is something not on the calendar? Because she's got a busy social life, too. And mm-hmm. so if it's clear, then I'll you know go ahead and set the recording with the with the guests. Um, my podcast, when I'm recording for the 12 Kyle podcast, um, I normally record. I, there's no set time. It, it really it could be at 1230 at night. It could be at 730 on a Saturday morning. It just depends on. Whenever I can see that I have a window, particularly now, if, if nobody's, if, you know, we have a kind of like a, a routine around here, you know, my wife, she's usually the first one to, you know, once the kids go to bed, she's, she's, she's not a person that's going to stay up late. I'm the late out. I'm the one that'll be up till 12, 1230 sometimes, but I also I work from home. So it's not like, you know, I got to get up and, you know, go jump on 285 in the morning or whatever like that. So I have a lot of freedom, um, you know, depending on how things are going at work in particular in a particular time i may be able to do a, a quick podcast 30 40 minute podcast you know at home during the day you know so i have i have a lot of flexibility in that aspect um i try to make sure that we're doing enough with the kids uh it's it's an adjustment for us because we went from having all four kids in the house and then you got one going off to college and you got three here and you know, then they then they ha- they have their activities, and then we're ripping and running, going here, going there. You already know. And then Cameron goes to college, so now we do. So then I'm telling you, Sean, we're sitting there thinking, oh man, we got we just have two here. We, we're gonna have all this free time. We're gonna have time to do this or that. No, and then okay, Skylar's got tennis practice. Brandon's got basketball practice, and then my wife has you know, she's had some sorority meets with the Deltas, and then I got this over here. And it's like sometimes we're all going in different directions. And then there's sometimes where I still have to look at the calendar and say, you know what, Friday night, we're going out to dinner, just the two of us. That's it. And we have to do that. We have and and it has to be those conversations and those times where we got to get away. And it's not talking about business, because you know in a marriage is this business. We got to talk about bills, we got to talk about what we're doing. You know, we sometimes business could be. Hey, where are we going to eat tonight? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so all of that stuff. Hey, uh, you know, this one needs, you know, some new sneakers. This one needs a new winter coat. Um, that's business. And then it, it has to be also conversations about us, conversations about, you know, where we're going, where we're, how's work, you know, what's stressing us out, whatever the case may be. And, and I try to make sure that we have those conversations as well. And not that there's too much space in between those date nights. Um and that, you know, COVID has made stuff a little bit more difficult because we used to do date nights, you know, like once a week, once every other week. And, you know, COVID after that, you know, when COVID really, really hit, we was like, no, we ain't trying to go out to dinner, you know, <laughs> or if we, if we could go out to dinner, we want to be outside, not, you know, now it's too cold, but um, it's a balance, man. You, you know, already it, it's, it's a true balance, man. But um, I don't let the podcast get in the way of spending quality time with the kids. I don't let it get in, in the way of spending quality time with my wife. I don't let it get in the way of, you know, my own personal quality time. Mm. Um, because I I record in my office and this is also where I work. So when I work, when I finish work, Sean, when I fi- if if I finish at five o'clock 
I make a, I make, I make it my business to get up and walk out of this room mm. I, because you gotta, you gotta separate it, you know, yeah. and I might walk out of this room and I might say, okay, well, Hey, I'm gonna do a podcast later tonight, but I might not come back in this room for another three or four hours. Mm-hmm. Cause I just want to, I want to separate. So when, then when I come back in the room, the energy of creativity is there because the energy that I had was just work energy. Mm-hmm. I want to get away from that work energy. I want the creativity energy. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a balance, man. It's a balance, but it, it's, um, it, it, it's, uh, it, I, I can't say that it's necessarily easy. Yeah. Um, it's not hard either. It's just finding the time and then, you know, creating the time. And then there's, there's been times, and I'm sure you've done this too, where, uh, you know, you just got to get a podcast out and it might cut into your sleep time just because you want to, rec- you got something in it, in you, and you want to get it out and you just got to get it out there. And, and it might take 10 minutes, it might take 40 minutes, it might take an hour, but that's the podcast that you had to get out. So you'll sacrifice, you know, an hour of sleep to do it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's my balance, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm interested to hear your story. Cause I know, like I said, I, I didn't realize your kids were as young as they are and you being, you know, married and everything. So what, how, how do you balance it? Oh, man. Yeah. See, your kids are older, so you do have that benefit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It ain't like you changing diapers, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, man. Um, I will how, say how old are your kids? I have now I have an 18 year old daughter, but she's okay. in Arizona. Okay. Uh, cause she just graduated high school. And then, uh, we have a seven year old and that, he was from my wife, a previous relationship. Okay. And an 18 year old, my daughter was from my marriage. My gotcha. first marriage. So we had a blended family and then we have two together. So we have the a three-year-old and then we also have a one-year-old, right? See, that I didn't know about the three and the one. Yeah. Those are good times, man. Man. When we talked about vasectomies on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it done? I, heck yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I did, I did too. Man, I did too. Yeah, when you told me I was tripping out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, we we serious about this. Mm-hmm. Um, because we got to talking about the time and yep, stuff like sure that. Did, so, sure did. 15 minutes in and out. In and out, right? Because I think a week later after my wife had uh our one-year-old, I, mm-hmm. I, I went in. She, you know, it was like she's coming out the hospital. I was going in <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we can't do this. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but anyway, to answer your question, it's it's somewhat similar to yours because I do check with my wife with our calendars, our schedules, uh, because our kids are two youngest ones. They have like speech therapy. They got ADA therapy. Like they got all this therapy going on. And our seven year old, like he has stuff that he, you know, he does. And so we have a lot going on. But one thing I love about my wife is she allows me the time. hmm. Once we had that conversation, I'm like, hey, I got Kyle today at 12. You know what I'm saying? And then she's like, okay, well, I'll watch the boys or I'll lay them down, that kind of thing. All right, go and do what you need to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I think having a supportive spouse makes that much of a difference, man, where it's like, oh, you ain't spending no time with me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Who you going to pick? Me or that podcast? Yeah, You you spend more time with Kyle than you do with me. Mm -hmm. You know, so- um, and I think prioritizing your marriage too, and with the kids, I think right. that's very important and giving them that individual time. Um, you know, so, cause like the other day, my wife and I we were just laying in bed watching, I think I love my wife last weekend. Okay. You know. <laughs> 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 I 
Man, listen, that's an interesting movie. To say Very least. interesting. And I'm thinking like, damn, ain't much change. Like, dude, still out here doing craziness in 2022. Oh, yeah, man. It's crazy. Um, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so it's just really about, like I said, a balancing act and the communication. I think that's really key. And uh, my wife see how much I love this. So I know a lot of times she's looking like, you know, if I give him his little time, you know what I'm saying? Get that out of the system. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he'll be good to go. Because sometimes, Kyle, like you said, the creativity piece, you have so much stuff going in your head and you just mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to get this out. So what I started doing was I started writing on a dry erase board. I'm okay, super old school. So dry yeah, erase school. board. Yeah, right. I have six or seven topics just on my dry erase board. Okay, this these things need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like you said, sacrifice and sleep. Prime example. Last night I got off work. Well, this morning I got off work, um, slept for a couple hours, and I woke up and I was like, okay, I got to record with Kyle. Mm, so wow. Sometimes I do sacrifice sleep, but I understand how important this is to me. Uh, and then the games come on today. So I'm just like, this is going to be a long day today. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. I feel you. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I, I'm glad you created piece because like you said i i even kind of liken it to um a musician you know sometimes musicians they get a song or something in their head and they're like they just have to you know put it down they have to you know go in the booth and record and i I think for content creators like us it's the same thing you want to get it out and it's just really having that flexibility and i think you know your your situation is even even more interesting than mine because like you said of this the the age of your kids like i started my podcast in 20 2016 mm. so by then everybody was you know bigger you know we had i think by that time dion was just was just about to go to college so I, mm. but we still had four in the house but you know everybody was there even skylar who's our youngest she was you know older she wasn't a baby she wasn't someone who had to be watched by me or my wife 24 7 but um it gets easier. It gets easier. Yeah. The, the, and, but you, you and you have a good, so, and we both have great support systems. Cause I, I always say with the podcast, whatever levels of success that it's had, th- I couldn't have it if I didn't have a wife and kids who understand when I say, Hey, I'm going to hear, hit record. Oh, all right, dad. Okay. I'll see you later. All right. Yeah. That's it. And I mean, like, there's no knocks on the door. There's no, yeah. Hey, <laughs> he pushed me down. He took my toy. Ain't none of that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just, we we in here just and, and dad is in here recording so um so yeah it, it's worked out man it, it's been a balance and it's, it's it can be a juggling act if you let it um i think one of the things that also works for me is that you know my my podcasts aren't dated so i'm not talking about what happened on housewives last week or what happened on this particular show or whatever like that so it's not dated so i can record whenever whatever and I can push out, you know, the dates I can record. If I wanted to, I could record seven podcasts today and put them out later dates. I can put them out this summer and this, it, it doesn't matter because it's not dated by a specific time frame. So, um, you know, yours is such the same as well. So, you know, you don't talk about current events, you talk about relationships and, and, and everything that's surrounding that. That's a beautiful thing, man. But it, it's, I, I, when I saw that question, I said, Okay, I'm gonna answer this. I was like, but I gotta hear his. I said, especially with because I didn't like I, said, I didn't realize the kids were that young, and um, it's a juggling act, man. But I'm uh, you you on the right path, brother. I'm telling you. 
Yeah, thanks, man. I was actually um I started podcasting in 2014, mm. 2013. It's just mm. that I rebranded. A lot of people don't know that I rebranded that, you know, I was married before, so it was different. So I had all those uh I mean, I had I was charging people, you know, $75 an hour and helping them and trying to how to, how to start a podcast because mm. they would call me and be like, what's that thing you got recorded? <laughs> you know, so I would, you know, sit them down and show them this is a podcast. This is how you distribute it to all the, you know, uh, big um, streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but I took a break because when I went through my divorce, um, took a year off, you know, rebranded. Um, which is funny because when I got back on social media, I had posted some pictures of my wife and I and uh, of our wedding and I get on and pictures go viral. Yeah. And my wife had no idea. Oh, wow. That these pictures went viral. So her best friend calls her and was like, hey, you like you popping up on my timeline with these blogs. And, you mm-hmm. know, she was like, huh? Yeah, so that was like, like that. my introduction back. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and is there, is she on social media too, or she's not? She is, but okay. she don't get on as much. Uh, mm-hmm. I always tell her yeah. we get on social media for different reasons. I'm scouring for content. She just kind of like, mm, yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I feel you. I totally feel you. Yeah. Any any words of wisdom for? Uh, Mary Kyle, because how long you been married, Kyle? Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Forever, man. We we started dating in college, as I mentioned, at South Carolina State, and um, we got married in uh, we got married in two thousand. So this will be uh, twenty two years. Wow. But yeah, that's that's my that's that's my normal answer. Forever, because it (laughs) it feels like that. Um, and it's because we went to school together, like there are so many people that know us like they've seen us literally since we were teen i mean young adults if you will mm-hmm. and so when if we go to a function or something like that or a game something like that for our school and they see her and they don't see me well, hey well where's kyle and then <laughs> if they see her it's like if they see me they're like where's sharice like yeah. all the time all the time um but uh I, I think really the the advice i would give people if if i could give advice is um just really just take it one day at a time. And I know that sounds cliche, but you have to, one, you have to have a plan for whatever it is that you want from this person. Mm. Um, You know, if you don't have a plan, then I, like, I, I can't, I mean, just think about it. Like we were talking about earlier about football. You can't go into a game without a game plan, Yeah, you know? And when you get into the game of a relationship, everybody is sitting in the stands everybody's sitting in the stands and you know what the game looks totally different to those in the stands than it does for the people on the field That's good. so i can't tell sean how to run a play if i'm in the stands because what i see in the stands is and you know from going to football games what you mm-hmm. see in the stands is totally different than what somebody said oh man he should have hit that hole the hole's yeah. right there he should have went to the right yeah. but he didn't go because he saw a 300 pound guy standing right there so I said all that to say this, like one, you got to have a plan for whatever it is you you want out of your relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking to have fun and not be serious about somebody, say that. Yeah. Say it up front. Look, hey, man, I'm just looking to have a good like I got one of my homeboys, man. I've talked to him and I, I, I'm going I'm going to have him on the podcast. 
he's single and he'll he'll probably never get married mm-hmm. and he's okay with that he lives in, you know he's here in atlanta and he's he's cool he doesn't have any kids and he's probably and he's cool with not like he's not looking to settle down and he mm-hmm. tells women up front like i'm i'm not looking for anything serious i'm looking just to have a good time and kick it and that way they know it so that way you can't say oh well, i wanted kids and you just wasted six mm-hmm. months of my life. No, I told you up front. I, this is what I want. I just want to just kick it. And mm-hmm. so one, have a plan for whatever it is you want for yourself and that person. And more so yourself, because if you don't have a plan for yourself, then <laughs> what are we doing here? Right? We, right. We're old enough to where we should have plans for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, career wise, um, goal wise, everything. And, and sometimes yeah. those plans change and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then two, like I said, just take things day by day, because um, that's all we've done. It, it it doesn't feel like it's been twenty two years of marriage, uh, but we we take it day by day. And 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 I I, <laughs> I tell people all the time, like we're not the Huxtables. Like people <laughs> see the pictures and they're like, oh man, y'all, you know, you such. And I think we do have. And I'm thank people. I'm thankful when people say that we have a beautiful family. I was like, yeah, yeah but we do argue. Of course, yeah, we do. We do butt heads. I was like, oh, we do. There are times, not a lot, but there are times mm-hmm. where, you know, I ain't saying nothing and she ain't saying nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's, you know, you and your and the house is big enough to where I can go in this room and just chill and don't be bothered. And you yeah. go in this room and don't be bothered. And yeah. we can get in the bed, you know, you know, say, oh, don't go to bed mad. You know, it's, you go to bed mad sometimes, but at the end of the day, no matter how upset I am or how upset she is, I know she's got my back. Of course. And I've made a commitment to her and this family that this is what I want. This is what I've always wanted. And this is who I've always wanted. So, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And it'll be that way until we both decide that this ain't what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like I said, just enjoying each other, you know, enjoying the little things. Um, I think sometimes we get away from that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, um, something I know that you, you've talked about before too, when it comes to getting married, get married for what what we call the right reasons. Now, whatever we deem the right reasons are, don't get married just because you want to have a bunch of dope pictures on Facebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> you and I know the wedding ceremony only lasts 25 minutes. Come on. Prepare for the marriage, not the wedding. Because the wedding will come and go. And the people that will come to your wedding will, you know, they'll be happy. And, oh, and you want people to leave saying, oh, yeah, he had a, they had a beautiful wedding. Yeah. But at the end of the day, and, you know, it, I'm not even going to get into how much money people spend at weddings. That's that's your own personal rep preference. But, you know, just understand that you have to have a plan for whatever it is that we're going to do. And understand that in a relationship, in a marriage, you're going to have to make difficult decisions. How can we get through the difficult decisions and choices? What have we talked about? Have we talked about what? it's going to look like in five years. We talked about what it's going to look like in 10 years. You know, can we adjust our game plan? And what I mean by that is, you know, what if in year two of the marriage, I decide that, you know, my degree at South Carolina state is not going to matter anymore. And I want to be, I want to become a rapper. You know, (laughs) (laughs) are you going to support me? Are you going to be like, nah, brother, get a job. You know Mm -hmm. I mean? So, and you know, if, if somebody loses their job, I mean, like we, we've had, I mean, I, what was that? That was some years ago, but I lost my job. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so then, you know, now she has to carry it, carry the burden of the family financially. Mm-hmm. And 
what does that look like while I'm at home? You know, am I at home just sitting around just doing podcasts or am I, you know, what podcast, what, what now then, but you know, am I just sitting around home just playing Madden or yeah. am I doing something to make us better? Am I, am I helping out around the house? You know, uh, I've had podcasts we talked about, um, as far as chores and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, is, is there man thing, things that men do, things that women do. I mean, like all of that stuff needs to be discussed, hashed out, ironed out. And then sometimes you'll have to pivot, you know, in a marriage. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the advice I would give people is just, you know, take your time. You don't have to rush into anything, but know what it is that you're getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, I, again, I can coach very well from the stands. Anybody <laughs> can coach well from the stands. But this game right here, Sean Heineman will tell you the same thing. When you're in this game, there's no, there's very few people that can help you. Come on now. Very few people that can help you. Um, because people and, can and, scream, they can scream from the sidelines. Yeah. But yeah, you got that linebacker bearing you down. John, it looks different from the sidelines, <laughs> you know, than it does on the field, you know. So even, you know, your best friend might be there on the sideline and, and they're with you. They're riding with you. They've been riding with you all this time, but there's only but so much they can do. You know, and these two people have to commit to whatever it is that they want and how are we going to get closer to that commitment? Mm-hmm. And are we going to stay committed to the commitment? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the biggest thing. Because, I mean, bro, anybody can go run out and get a divorce. I, I mean, yeah, I know people that got divorces and that's not an easy process. And then, you know, just the name of this podcast, you know, Scary to Remarry. Yeah, I, I got some partners that swear up and down like, no, I'm never doing that again. And I've got some that will. You know, so it's really about what it is that you want and whatever it is you want. How are you going to go about doing it? Get someone to take that path with you and stay on that path. So long, long answer. But that's 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 the advice. (laughs) No, no, that's good. Because I think I think what I hear you saying is you you have to be intentional. Very much. You have to instead of being on autopilot, because it's easy for us to live life on autopilot. Okay, I got to pick up the kids. I got to do this. You know, well, we're really not thinking but we're just doing mm-hmm. but to be intentional is a different thing like okay i'm going to love my wife today despite how she's acting um, or you know how kyle is acting right I'm gonna, <laughs> right i'm gonna love him intentionally you know what i'm saying so i i do i totally agree and being present mm-hmm. um because i struggle with that sometimes because sometimes i could be thinking about two years ago but then i'm thinking about six months from now mm-hmm. and my wife could be talking to me and I hear her, but uh, I'm not fully present sometimes. Well, you know, we had, we had, it's funny you mentioned that because we had, a, we had that discussion. I want to say maybe about two, probably about three, four years ago. And she said, I need you to be more present. And what that meant to me was even something as simple as we're sitting in a room and we're in a room together and we're watching TV, but you don't necessarily have to be on your phone, yeah. you know, put the phone down. And like, I, we have this thing at, at, in our house where, if you're if when we're eating, no no phones at the dinner, no technology at the dinner table, yeah, at all. Um, we don't get many meals together. We try to eat dinner. We eat dinner together. Um, the kids will eat breakfast and stuff like that. I'll eat breakfast too sometimes. But when we're sitting at the table, no, unless you the the rule is, if you're eating alone, you can have your cell phone at the table. But if, if there's some, if there's one other person sitting at the table, no technology because like we want you to have conversations with each other. And even like when the older two are home from college, I really want them. I, and I was telling them, I said, hey, man, don't just sit there. I said, man, you got your little sister right here. Talk to her. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, you you and they don't understand. But like you're you're superhero and she's going to judge all men based on what she mm-hmm. sees me with her mother. 
and yeah. how her brothers are with her and how I am with her. Yeah. We're, we're the models that we want, you know, her future husband to be and, and vice versa. You know, how my kids see relationships is going to be a lot like how they'll, their relationship should be. And, um, you know, if I'm not showing love or affection and just discipline and just, you know, being myself around them, then they're going to think that that's cool. And ultimately they're going to be like that in their relationships. And that's not what you want. So, but you're, you're right. Being present. That's very important. Very yeah. important. Yeah. I've learned. Yeah. Cause uh, even if my wife and I, if we talking, cause sometimes we'd be on our phone or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, like if she's on her phone or whatever, and we talking or whatever, like I'll just stop talking and I'll be like, I'll wait till you finish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, or if she's talking to me, I'm like, okay, I'm doing too much. Let me put my phone down because she's talking to me. Because putting my phone down says you are important. Whatever you have to say, even if you're talking about love and hip hop, <laughs> it's important. I'm, I'm right at now. least I'm at least sit here and look like I'm like I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'll be present. Right, right. You know, right. But um, uh, there was the episode. I could see. I could talk to you for hours. Um, there was an episode that you did about. Uh, I think he's talking about clocks, okay, or digital clocks or something, mm-hmm. about something. And because uh, I think I tweeted you about it, but I'm just saying all this to say is that I don't sleep with my phone in the room. Mm. Um, and it decreases my anxiety by like seventy percent. It does because when I go in the room to. When I don't have my phone in the room, when I go and lay down, it's it in my mind is saying, Sean, you're here for one reason only, and that's to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a digital clock in my room. Okay. Yeah. I posted it on Facebook the other day. I might post it on Twitter, but people were looking at me like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I actually wake up to a digital co- clock. But that's yeah. good, man, because you think about it. If And, and it's something that Man, you you just gave me an idea. Maybe I need to do that too. Because here's the thing: if you if you most people use their like me, they use their phone to you know wake themselves up. Of course. The thing is, when you hit snooze or stop, you're more than likely to pick up the phone and start scrolling. Yeah. See what messages you missed or what happened last night or you know if you did. and one of the worst things I was doing was I used to get I used to wake up and then go on Twitter and do like trending topics and I'm like man why am I doing this like. The trending topics is usually are the most toxic things that are going on. Yeah, it's the most happening things. Yeah. But you know, and I, I'm just I'm not really I am more and more intentional about what I feed myself mentally, particularly in the mornings. Like, mm-hmm. and, and this has been a, a, a point of contention for us in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh my wife, she wants to watch the news in the morning. I don't want to watch the news because and and I'm sure where you live and where most of the years live. You turn on the news at six o'clock in the morning, it's bad news. In Man. Atlanta, the first five stories about who got shot, who got killed, who got stabbed, who got robbed. I don't want to. And, and, and her thing is like, we need to know what's going on in, in the city. I was like, yeah, that's cool. But I don't need to know that at six o'clock. I want to feed my it's, it's almost Sean. It's almost like it's almost like waking up and going downstairs and opening the kitchen, the, the refrigerator in the kitchen and grabbing some potato chips and some honey buns and some chocolate candy bars and some M&Ms. And you're just, you're putting all that in a bowl and you're just eating it. Mm -hmm. Now, can you eat that stuff? Yeah, you can, but it's not what they recommend for six o'clock in the morning breakfast. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. We're feeding ourselves information. And I think we just have to be more careful and more, like you said, the word intentional. We have to be more intentional about what it is that we're feeding ourselves because 
even the stuff that we see on Twitter is not necessarily for like I don't I stop watching fight videos. I don't yeah. watch I don't police watch killings. when somebody yeah police killings. I, I it's for as like the whole George Floyd thing. I never saw the video. I didn't have to see the video. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't stomach myself to see the video because at the end of the day <clears throat> he didn't get up from that. It's not like you know I can I can watch a movie and somebody get killed and I'll be cool. Yeah, but I know that and then that. He looks like me. He could have been me. He could have been you. He could have been any of us. We've all, and I did an episode about, you know, running my run-ins with the cops. You know, it, so no, that that is like, it, it's it's PTSD for me. Like, mm-hmm. it just brings up bad memories. So I'm like, I so I'm, I'm very intentional about what I feed myself in the morning as far as visually and mentally. Mm-hmm. But um, having a clock, man, I, you just gave me an idea. I might need to do that, man, for real. Because I, I, don't, I don't need my phone. I don't. You don't, you know, because there was a uh, a lady who tweeted me. She was like, this is interesting. She was like, I need to try that. I said, just do it for, you know, because I know we are attached to our phones. Mm-hmm. I said, just give it a day. One day, I'm not going to mm-hmm. have my phone in the room, you know, because uh, even when we go to bed at night, if, I, if I'm in the bed with my wife at night, my phone is not in the room. Because, again, my mind is saying, Sean. It's just her and I. It isn't mm-hmm. her I and Twitter or her I and Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I think it's just really about being intentional. Um, so, yeah, I will say, man, just I'm give it a... And, and maybe you could do a podcast on it. Maybe you could talk about how did that, how did that look for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that that's, that's a great idea, man. That is a great idea. I, I used to... One of my homeboys, he started me on this thing and I got away from it. He used to have this thing where he said he said he do uh, silent Sundays. Silent Sundays mean no social media, no social. Like you could pick up your phone, but no social media. So that means you're not tweeting about what's happening in the game. You're not checking IG. You're not doing. And you'd be surprised, man, because like I have an iPhone, and the iPhone will tell you each week. It'll give it sends a report about yeah. how much time you spend. And sometimes I look at that report, and I, I've been very intentional about looking at the report. And sometimes you like. Nah, hold up, man. How did I spend seven hours on Twitter this week? Yeah. So that means I spent an hour a day on Twitter. I was like, nah, I ain't been on Twitter like that. And then you go back and look at the days. She's like, oh no, it was cracking on Wednesday, man. We was talking about this. We was talking about, <laughs> and you, but you, you'd be surprised, man, how much time we spend. And I'm not saying that that's because sometimes for Twitter, for some people, Twitter is a great getaway. I'm not it knocking it. It's and but Twitter has, you know, for people, for those of you who um weren't around twitter like me and sean were back in the day when twitter was fun really? you know now it, it's it serves its purpose for people like me and sean mm-hmm. but you know because i i see your tweets and you know your some of your tweets you tweet them and i don't even know that you're necessarily looking for a response it's more <laughs> of a declaration you know if you say hey i prayed with my wife today you're not expecting somebody to say oh man why are you praying with your wife today man who cares <laughs> man we don't care about that we want to know what's up with LeBron, you know, yeah. it's like, whatever, you know, that's my, that, that was your thought in that particular moment of time. And it, and everything doesn't deem a response. Right. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I think we have to be very intentional about what it is we, we give ourselves and the, the idea of the phone in the room. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm man. I'm going to have to look at the digital clock for real. <laughs> Cause I ain't had a digital clock in years. Hey Kyle, a man, look, I had that, thing for years and i still rock and i heard it on i think i was listening to the school of greatness podcast or something okay 
And he was talking about, he was like, man, the stuff that he like, we just don't turn our mind off. Mm-hmm. He was like, why don't you just take the phone out the room for a day? Try it and see. And Kyle, I kid you not, my rest is so much better when I don't have my phone in the room. Wow. I wake up like, it's like surgery sleep. You know, have mm-hmm. you ever had surgery? And oh, yeah. No question. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a surgery sleep with my phone out in the room. Mm-hmm. But because sometimes when we have our phone in the room, there's something about the connection from our phone to us because you can get a notification and wake up out of your sleep on a notification. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I'm saying? Because it's so embedded in our hand mm-hmm. that we just used to it. And we uh, fear it's, it's FOMO. We fear of missing out. We feel yep. like we're going to miss something. Yep. And the reality is you're not missing much. You know, it, it, you're really not. You're really you know, not. so if you can put it down for a couple of hours, uh, put it away from you. You'd be surprised what you'll be able to accomplish and be as surprised as to what you can connect to, whether it be someone else, whether it be a spouse, whether it be your kids, whether it be that passion that you put to the side or that idea to get that, you know, uh, second stream of income coming in or that, you know, entrepreneurial idea that you haven't really fully developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. Do that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm going to have to look into getting me a digital clock. man. That's that's <laughs> I, you got you got my mind thinking about that, too. Hey man, and then you know you got to get out the bed too. I leave it. Yes. Got leave the clock sitting on my my dresser, so I have to get up and actually turn it off, so that way I know I can get my butt up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Sean, you got to get up. Um, real quick, uh, the term hashtag lemon booty. <laughs> Never heard it before until you tweeted it, and it's the funniest <laughs> term in the world to me. Uh, give me who's going lemon booty today. In the, in the NF in the NFL championship games, uh, hopefully nobody goes lemon booty, <laughs> um, and and I, I can't even take claim to it. I got it from uh, my man Bomani Jones. Okay. Uh, you've seen him on ESPN. Um, uh, Bo is I've been rocking with Bo man probably about ten years, and just and he would always talk about how teams and and just to tell you what lemon booty is, it's, it's when a team has a lead mm-hmm. in a game and then they just start choking it away like if if you for you those of you follow football uh the falcons the falcons might have been the most ultimate lemon booty because they had the patriots up by 25 points in the third quarter of the super bowl and they end up losing the game to tom brady uh the falcons just they went lemon booty i mean like it was the super super bowl lemon booty of all time um but i think uh, hopefully nobody goes lemon booty man but i if there's a team that will go lemon booty i would say today it would be it might be the Rams. It might Ooh. be the Rams. It's it, the it's going to be tough for the Rams because even though the Rams will be playing at home, uh, the 49ers fans are going to outnumber the Rams fans in their own stadium today. Mm. Uh, so it's going to sound like a 49er home game. Mm. Um, and I think with that defense that the 49ers have, they may be able to to shake up the Rams. I think the Rams will win, but if I had to pick a team that will go lemon booty, I, th- I think it will be um, – I think it'll be the Rams because Kansas City doesn't really strike me as a lemon booty team because yeah. they're normally the reverse of lemon booty. They've been down before. <laughs> yeah. Man, listen. <laughs> they yeah. they they've overcome the lemon booty from other teams. So um, so yeah, that that's where it all came from. And uh, like I said, I got a shout out, Bamani. But yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's we we've seen a lot of lemon booty last week. Last week was lemon booty central. I mean, it Man, was crazy. This- Man, that was crazy, dude. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, tweeting with everybody today, watching no these games. Uh, 
Let me just say, because uh, this has been a great show, man. We can talk forever. It seemed like no we doubt. Were, like sitting on the porch, like, you know, uh, just drinking some brown liquor or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what we call in the South, shade tree conversation. Just sitting up on the shade conversation. tree. Sitting up yeah, shade right? tree. <laughs> well, Kyle, I want to uh, acknowledge you for, first of all, um, being a husband, being a father, being committed to your family. Uh, being committed to your vision, um, not just creating a podcast, but actually creating a dope podcast that Appreciate has it, substance. It has humor. It has um, everything from hip hop to sports. Like you just cover a whole, you cover so many things, but yet make it entertaining. And you get something to walk away with at the end of the day, listening to your shows. And a lot of the episodes are very memorable. Uh, so I, I want to commend you on those things and just being who you are as a person. Uh, I felt like I've known you for years, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't even got to meet you in person. But I feel like <laughs> I so uh, I just want to uh, give you your flowers, if if you will, um, for those things. So just continue to do what you do, man. I uh, appreciate you. Anything that I could do to help. I'm here for you. Um, thanks again, man. So let all the Brave Hearts community know and anyone who's watching or listening, uh, how they can get in touch with you and how they can listen to the podcast. Oh, no doubt. Again, brother, I gotta thank you, man. Thank you for having me on here. I was I was geeked up when I go <laughs> that's an old school thing. I, I, I was geeked up when I got the when I got the DM that you asked me to be on, and I was like, Man, I said this is gonna be dope because I like I said, I've been listening for a long time, yeah. and I, I like how you know everything that happened in the past you let that be the fuel for your rebrand and i never saw a tweet never saw never heard a podcast you say well hey this is why this didn't happen because she did this you know it was it was all about you and the bravehawks community and just really just you pushing yourself you know and believing in yourself and and you know you know the old school 90s saying man real real recognize real man real recognize real so it, it was it was nothing for me to um you know, take to your podcast. And I and I will definitely have you on my podcast because I got a bunch of topics and I know you got a bunch of opinions. So we we definitely will chop it up. Um, you guys can catch the 12 Kyle podcast. A new episode drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, it's on all streaming platforms. So wherever you get your podcast is where you can find it. Uh, make sure that you subscribe because from time to time this year, we will be dropping bonus episodes on Sundays as well. Um, but yeah, you can find me on social media at 12 Kyle across the board, uh, the podcast at 12 Kyle podcast. And, um, I always say, man, uh, if you listen to the podcast, listen to one, you'll listen to another. So that's all I want. I just want people to listen to vibe to it. And if they can take something from it, that's even better. So mm-hmm. yeah, again, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure. And then how they can get in touch with you on socials. What's your socials? Uh, at 12 Kyle is the, uh, mm-hmm. my socials, um, and, um, at 12 Kyle podcast, on Twitter and IG. Twitter and IG. Okay. Well, Bravehearts community, you heard it here. Make sure you connect with Kyle. The guy has awesome content, as you can tell from this recording. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Share this. If you're watching this via YouTube, share this with a friend. And if you are listening via podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this has been another <laughs> great episode. This is Sean Heineman with special guests. There's 12 Kyle in the building. Yes, Brave Hearts community. Y'all take care. We'll see you next week. Five G's. <laughs>